This is Creeps Anonymous. Robin was closing up her documents on her laptop when Olivia walked in. For a moment, she caught the wallpaper underneath, a photo of Robin and another red-haired woman at Disney World, hugging one another underneath a bright burst of fireworks. A small glimpse into Robin's life made her smile. Olivia was so used to just doing things on her own that the thought of her therapist having a partner that potentially made her happy, well, even her depression couldn't really cloud that small ember of joy. Having somebody was nice, when you can make being around that somebody work. Olivia wasn't really great herself at that latter bit. She was so used to going with the flow that she found herself being dragged into the undercurrent, more often than not. Good to see you, Robin said, warmth in her brown eyes, turning to greet her. Shedding her military jacket, Olivia slumped into the shabby armchair across from Robin. As usual, she had her lukewarm tea from the hot water heater in the waiting room. The tea bags were always stale and it made her have to pee halfway through the session, but there was something deep in her principles that wouldn't let go of a hot cup of tea. How have the last couple of weeks been? I know we had to skip an additional one because of the holiday, Robin asked. Olivia wondered how and where to start, which was uncharacteristic of her sessions. There was no good way to unpack several weeks of chaos in one hour. I, um, I found a place to stay with me and my mom. That's great. Where did you guys end up going? With my aunt. She moved into my grandparents' old house, and she's living there with her daughter right now, so I'm dorming, so to speak, with my little cousin. Oh, your little cousin. That must be a lot of work rooming with a kid, it sounds like, Robin said. Oh, <laughs> no. Olivia laughed, mostly at herself. I call her that, but she's like 16 now. It's weird. Almost college-bound. We're close, so it's weird seeing her more grown up every time I manage to pull my head out of my ass. Robin laughed as well. Well, it's good you get some quality time with a close family member. What do you mean by pulling your head out of your ass, though? You know I'm going to ask you about this one. Olivia used her thumbnail to worry under the glued rolled edge of her paper cup. She tipped her head to one side, trying to look for the words that felt most accurate. Mm, I'm not really sure. I just feel like... I can't hold on to everything sometimes. Like, I get caught up in one thing, and then I turn around, and I've missed some other major event in someone's life, while I've had, like, my third existential crisis that week. I mean, my cousin's going to be a whole-ass adult in a handful of years, and I just feel like I've missed the best moments with her being miserable. I've got a question for you. A couple, if you're up for it, Robin said. I may have an answer for you, Olivia nodded, playing along. Okay. So my first question is, do you think you're on track for your scheduled recovery? What do you mean? I feel like that's something you'd be telling me, not the other way around. I mean, is it? Robin smiled. <sighs> Robin, you're doing that thing again. You're perspective shifting me. Robin's smile grew wider. So why are you fighting it? This is what you signed up for. Strap in. I hate it here. Olivia groaned. Okay, work with me a little. Robin leaned forward, gesturing with her pen. If you don't like doing it this way, we can try something else, but first I need you to try. Olivia sighed, but straightened in her chair. I have no idea what my scheduled recovery is supposed to be. I'm hoping that's soon. Okay, great, Robin said. So do you think if you wrap things up here soon, you're good to go on being depressed forever? Olivia sucked her teeth and looked down into her cup. No, probably not. Let me be clear. I'm not trying to pull you into a gotcha moment. Just trying to crack a bigger window so you can get a better view. And what am I supposed to be looking at? Your mountain. Everyone's got one. Sometimes we spend our lives figuring out what it is, and the thing is is that you need better tools than the ones you were given to scale the really hard parts. You need to have a really good understanding of what's holding you back. 
that's not going to happen right away, and you might even be scaling parts of this mountain without me. Olivia looked back up at Robin. So what's your other question? How close are you to that mountain? Olivia locked up her car, pulling her jacket around herself. She wondered why she didn't mention the stranger texting back from Max's phone to Robin. She shrugged the strap of her bag onto her shoulder, pulling her mess of hair out of the way. Her bag began to vibrate. It was her mother calling. She could see when she peeked into her bag. She let out a frustrated huff and reached inside, picking up the phone. I'm literally five steps outside the house. I'm not home, and that's why I'm calling you, dummy. Her mother's voice rushed over the other end of the line through a wall of static and voices. There was movement from a crowded place. I'm taking care of some errands right now, but I have FedEx dropping off documents that need signing. Can you make sure that you keep an eye for them? Sure, what's the number, Olivia asked, letting herself into the house, dropping her keys into the bowl. It's FedEx, Olivia. I have no idea, her mother said, voice short. Just keep an eye out for your phone. I gave them your number. Yes, mother, Olivia said, voice dry. That's a spirit, Diana said, rolling right over Olivia's clipped tones. I'll call you later about dinner. Please put out the lamb to defrost. Aye, aye, she responded. The line disconnected and left Olivia standing in an empty foyer, blanched a dull autumn gray. She heard a small trill and then a brush against her shin. She looked down and saw Sammy's white and black spotted cat, Inksblot, playing with the fraying hem of her jeans. Ah, oh, little Ink, it's just you and me today, it looks like. Olivia scooped her up and brought her into the kitchen, holding her to her chest as she used her elbow to open the freezer door. What are we going to eat today, huh? Hot pockets? She looked down into Inkslot's face, and the cat's round black eyes regarded her out of a big, overfed, fuzzy face. Hot pockets. The cat gave her a gentle scream, wiggling its round body in her arms. Okay, good choice, Ink. She put the cat down and gave her a quick, smooth pet over her back. As she waited for her food to finish warming in the microwave, she made her way upstairs, clicking on the lights in the attic bedroom. The small, colorful mushroom lights blinked on, bringing a bit of merriment to the dark room. She set her phone on the nightstand and began to change out of her work clothes. As she grabbed a pair of sweatpants off the ground, she heard the phone begin to vibrate on the table. She jumped. Jeez, I couldn't even get my pants on, she growls, moving across the room. She stopped her hand as she reached for the phone. The screen read, Call Incoming, Max. It gave her a short, cold start to see Max's caller ID flash across her screen again. Her hand hovered over the phone for a moment before her curiosity got the best of her. This isn't the start to some horror movie, is it? She asked, picking up. The voice on the other end faltered for a moment before laughing awkwardly. No, I don't think so, unless you've got something uncomfortable in store. Talking to strangers is uncomfortable enough torture, I think, Olivia said, slumping down to sit on the floor. Who was this guy? How many of her voicemails had he actually listened to? She felt her stomach drop with a mortified clench. Yeah, um, I'm sorry about that. I got a few texts and voicemails from this number, I guess I just wanted to ask if you were okay, I guess. The voice on the other end sounded warm, if not a little nervous. Olivia found a bemused smile crawling across her face. Would you believe me if I said, incredibly embarrassed? I'm sorry about those. They were for... A friend. I gathered that much. He finished mercifully. Yeah, she said. He used to have this number for a long time, actually. I had it memorized by heart. How many numbers we memorize like that nowadays? He must have been a good friend. He was, Olivia said, letting out a soft breath, wondering why she was spilling her guts to a complete stranger. For all she knew, he was the bad kind of creep her co-workers at Keyfood were always going on about. There was a momentary pause before the voice on the other end cleared their throat. Well, I'm glad to hear you're good. I'll go ahead and stop taking up your time then. I'm sure you've got stuff to do. 
uh, no, you're good. I appreciate it. That was um, really nice, actually. I'm sorry to bug you with the messages. I'm going to go ahead and delete this number. No, you're good. He said, slightly too emphatically. It wasn't a bother. I just switched to a new number recently, so this made me feel kind of popular all of a sudden. I'm glad that got cleared up. He laughed. Olivia leaned her phone between her cheek and her shoulder, grinning. Happy to oblige, and I appreciate the check-in. There's definitely a lot of folks who would take embarrassing confessional voicemails in a far worse way. Thanks for being chill about it. That right there is none of my business, he said, but followed up gently. But I hope you're okay. I didn't want to pry. I just, you know, the tables were turned. I guess I'd want a small sign that the world was in such a heartless place. Thanks, Olivia said, surprised by the sentiment. It's, it's not always so uncaring out there. People do give a shit, he said. And she could hear the sound in his voice like he was trying to stuff the final thoughts of some idea into the call before anxiously hanging up. Yeah, but... I keep finding that few people give a shit for free. Olivia felt a coldness creep into her smile, feeling herself start to close off and clam up. No one was nice for no reason, especially not strangers. Bullshit, she heard the voice suddenly say. It wasn't rude in its delivery, but somehow delighted and polite. It was a challenge. What do you mean, bullshit? I'm saying it's bullshit. Very few acts of altruism are directly rewarded one-to-one, if you think about it. And even fewer are rewarded right away. There has to be some other factor driving people to do nice things in the short term. And what would that be, she asked, suddenly amused that she was getting a philosophy of debate from an anonymous stranger over the phone. Sometimes people just want to do good things because it makes the world make a little bit more sense. Olivia's breath caught in her throat as she remembered Dima's recounting Max's homecoming, how things had stopped making sense for Max, like maybe the very nature of compassion had changed for her most compassionate friend. What do you mean by that exactly? There's this concept of the world being senselessly violent and uncaring, but what if, I don't know, senseless kindness existed too? Like, just being nice for the hell of it and poofing out of that person's existence? Exactly. Just putting something nice out into the world, then moving on to the next thing. Because sometimes that's the only real thing that you feel like you can control. The stuff you put out there on purpose. Olivia leaned her head back against the daybed, eyes following the gentle strobing pattern of the mushroom lights in Sammy's room. So, is that your thing? Do you just call up sad girls and say nice things to them? There was a small, silent pause as the voice on the other end looked for the words. When he responded, he was more amused than annoyed with her cynicism. I'm not sure. It's my first time. How am I doing? Olivia snorted, rocking forward against her knees. (laughs) Oh, wow. That bad, huh? COVID is really killing my game, I gotta say. Olivia started to laugh, surprised at how quickly and unguarded it suddenly bubbled up to the surface, like it was being spirited from her. Okay, you're laughing. My work is done here. Wait, Olivia sat up, taken off guard. You're not, um, you're not going to tell anyone about the stuff you heard in the messages, right? No. The voice laughed, genuinely surprised. Since I don't know you, we can forget it ever happened. They both laughed for a moment before a gentle but noticeable silence settled over them. Inksblot went at her food noisily in the corner of her room, pulling her out of the moment. It was nice talking to you, she said, unsure of what to do in a situation like this. Take care. Yeah, likewise, he said, his voice almost sounding familiar for a fleeting second. Take care.
The line disconnected and she sat for a long moment, looking down into Max's contact entry on her phone. Listen, uh, you know that number you told me to block? Yeah, the rando stranger with Max's own number. What about it? Okay, so that person called. They what? Sammy asked. They, um, he called, Olivia said, folding her laundry away into the cupboard. He was checking to see if I was okay, I think. Wow, Sammy said. That's either really nice or really concerning. Okay, right? Olivia sat down on Sammy's bed next to her. I don't really know what to do. What do you mean? You can still block him if he's already called. It's not like you met him in person. Wait, what? Olivia asked, caught off guard. Yeah, I thought that's what you were going to do, Sammy said, taking her in with her huge dark eyes. But it kind of seems like that may have gone out the window. Yeah, like me, Olivia started to laugh, referring to the other night. Sammy gave the window a pursed lip look. Yeah, we gotta figure out a better way to sneak you out. I almost died, Sammy, Olivia said dramatically, shaking Sammy limply by the shoulders. She pulled the blanket over Sammy's head and heard her laughing underneath. Wait, so you didn't finish your story. Did he ask for your kidneys, Sammy said, coming back out from under the covers? No, he didn't ask for anything, Olivia said, sitting back down in the corner of Sammy's bed. What do you mean? Olivia gave her cousin an ironic snort. She was definitely wise for her years. Yeah, crazy, I know. That being said, he called, he checked in, and then peaced out. Like, peaced out, call me, or peaced out, see you never? Sammy asked, suddenly intrigued by the unexpected development. See you never, Olivia said, feeling weird as the words left her mouth, wondering if she'd hallucinated the whole thing. Wow, Sammy said, nodding slow, impressed. I know, Olivia said, confounded. It's all I've thought about all afternoon. I can't tell if it's because I just got punked into the biggest game of emotional unavailability or it's because I'm genuinely impressed that people give a shit about each other anymore. Sammy chewed over the idea for a moment before opening her mouth to answer. From downstairs, she could hear her mother shouting up the stairwell. Olivia the lamb! Fuck. Hey guys, it's Gabby, creator of Creeps Anonymous. If you like the work that we do at the podcast, remember to rate, comment wherever possible, and share with your friends and loved ones that you think might like the show. If you're feeling extra generous or you want to listen to the episodes two days early, make sure to head on over to patreon.com slash to help support the show. As always, thank you for being here and thank you for listening. Till next time.